I'm Jordan, if you don't know me, Pastor Jeff's brother. I'm uh, pinch hitting today, I guess, if you want to use a baseball analogy. I get to bring the word. First time at V, the church, bring the word. Go, Jordan. So um, bear with me. I, I might make some mistakes here and there. Might stumble over my words. There might be some awkward moments of silence because I'm, you know, collecting my thoughts. Anyways, you know, when you don't do this very often, yeah, it's not normal. <laughs> Let me uh, get my notes flipped around. There we go. All right. Well, welcome to everybody uh, watching on, on, online. I invited some of my coworkers to watch me because we talk about God here and there, and uh, I hope you're watching and everybody else. And um, last week, we had a great uh, pastor come, Pastor Jesse Bailey. Have you, how, how many of you remember last week's sermon? Anybody? Anybody remember what it was about? Oh, see? You didn't know I was going to quiz you, did you? Wow, see? Self-control. He gave three keys, three secrets to self-control. And, you know, as I was preparing for this a few weeks ago, my preaching today, I was wondering if what I was thinking about was really... Uh, something that God wanted me to, to speak about. And I was questioning, maybe pastors don't question this, but, you know, when you don't preach very often, you're like, is, is, is what I'm about to preach supposed to be what I'm preaching about? And so when Pastor Jesse preached last week and started preaching about self-control, I'm like, yeah, what I have to say is exactly in line with what Pastor Jesse was speaking about. We'll get to that in a moment. But last week he spoke about the secrets of self-control. And basically it, it was the idea of, not allowing sin to have dominion over us. Amen? And he gave three secrets. We need to have a vision, the fear of God in our lives, and the spirit of God in our lives. And I want to add to that concept today, to not allow sin to have dominion over our lives. And, and what I'm going to speak about, I believe, is very key to um, overcoming sin in our personal lives and, and fulfilling the purposes that God has for your life day in and day out. So let's pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, I come before you and I thank you for today. I thank you for your blessings. You are a God as that was just sung that loves us and loves us deeply. And Lord, no matter what we do, you, you care for us day in, day out. We could be as far away from you as possible, but you still care for us. And Lord, I pray today that the words that I speak wouldn't be my words, but they would be your words. That the words that come out of my mouth would be, Lord God, what you want to speak to each and every person here. And that, Lord, I pray if there's anything that I've prepared that you don't want said, Lord, I pray it wouldn't be said. And, Lord, if there's something that I haven't prepared for that you want said, Lord, I pray that you would say those things. And, Lord, may, may your word impact the hearts and minds of every person in this room and anybody watching on the stream and, Lord, may your life be present here. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, Psalm 119.11. Should be on the screen in a second, but it says this. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. I want everybody to repeat it with me. Say Psalm 119.11. And then say the verse with me. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Let's do it again. Psalm 119.11. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Let's do it again. Psalm 119.11. Your word I have hidden in my heart 
that I might not sin against you. You're like, why is he making us repeat over and over again? I don't know. I'm crazy, I think. I might be a little repetitive today, and you'll be like, you're going to like, why? It's for a reason. I don't know, I don't know about you, but uh, I don't know how you remember things in life. Uh, a lot of times, it might be uh, through, like, experience. You hear a song, and you can remember the lyrics. That happened to anybody, right? Or you see an image in your head, and you can remember experience. Um, but repetition helps you remember things. And uh, so I'm going to repeat a few times because I want to get a point across today so that it impacts your life. And you might say, you might be listening to me, and you might realize that, hey, I do some of these things, but hopefully there's something that you catch on today that you can take with you in, in, in your life with Christ and in the weeks, days, months, years going forward. You know, this verse says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I said it backwards, but that's okay. Um, last week we talked about overcoming sin through self-control. I want to talk about overcoming sin through the word of God. And you know what? This Bible that we read, I brought one of my old Bibles from when I was in, I think, high school. I had to duct tape it together. I think I probably just threw it around everywhere and it started falling apart or something. Um, but given by, hey, my mom's back there. My mom and dad on my 15th birthday. That's what it says in the front. 1995. Oh, man, it's, that's a long time ago. Anyways, I'm getting old. What happened? But I want to talk about the Bible today. You don't have to put the title yet. Um, this is truth. And in our culture today... Truth seems like it's relative. Anybody kind of experience that? What you watch on TV, what you see on social media, even in uh, your talks to people around, it seems like truth is like, ah, this is my truth. But I firmly believe that the word of God is truth. And if you live by this truth, powerful things can happen. But the moment you start devaluing the truth of God, things go crazy in our world. And I, I see that in our country and across the world. When they start straying from the principles of the word of God, things that don't seem normal are now normal. Things that for years weren't right are now right. And I want to challenge you that this is truth. And if you know this truth, you can overcome sin. You can overcome struggle. There is nothing that can stop you when you know the truth of the Word of God because there is power in the Word of God. You know, it says, uh, I think in last service, he actually brought this up. Uh, uh, we have a, uh, someone else preaching in Spanish because my Spanish isn't really good, so. Um, and his English isn't really good, so, like, it's a tag team. Anyways, he mentioned something that I had written in my notes. This is kind of crazy. And he's, he says... Sometimes uh, to, to remember something, you need to repeat it 30 times. And uh, maybe we'll repeat this verse 30 times, and you'll walk out of here remembering the verse. Um, and there are other ways that you can memorize things, like uh, uh, attaching a symbol to a word or a phrase, right? And uh, like this verse, your word, think of a Bible, right? I have hidden your, in my heart, think of your heart, so that I might not sin against you. If you attach things to, to, to 
to words, you can remember all kinds of stuff. It's pretty powerful. It's pretty crazy. So the title to my sermon today, my preaching today is Bible. It's an acronym. And you're like, why, why is it an acronym? Anybody know what the Bible acronym is? Anybody? I hear, I, I kind of hear it. Someone was saying it. There you go. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Oh, you learned something new today. B-I-B-L-E. And what I want to focus on today is three things about the Bible that we should be doing on a regular basis. And it starts here. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says this. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Again, it says in Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with the mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. How many of you want to prosper in all that you do? Oh man, I don't know. It doesn't really sound like it. How many of you want to prosper in all that you do? If scripture is truth and these verses are truth, it's telling us that you will prosper in all that you do if you meditate on the word of God day and night. That's what it says. They delight in the word, law of the Lord, meditating it, on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the river bank. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. And Joshua said the same thing. Meditate on, on it day and night, and then you will prosper and succeed in all that you do. There's a key to this. You need to be in the word of God each day. And some of you might already know this. But I want to challenge you. I might be kind of strong. I want to challenge you. Are you in the word of God every day? I know there are parts of my life, probably when I was reading this Bible, that I was in the word of God every day. And there were parts of my life where I stopped. And I can tell you right now that when I was in the word of God every day, I had more peace. I had more life. I had more joy. I had more love. I had more hope. I had more of everything that I need on a day-to-day basis in my life to overcome the things that are thrown at me in the world than when I wasn't reading the Word. Because there's life and truth in the Word of God. You want to know more about Christ? You want to deepen your relationship with Christ? It starts daily in the Word of God. You can't forsake it. The verse says, meditate on it day and night. You know, in the book of John at the beginning, uh, basically verses 1, 1 to 5, John 1, 1 to 5, it, it basically says that Christ is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all things were made through Him, and nothing that was made was made without Him. Christ is the Word, and the Word is Christ, and the Word is life, and that life is light in the darkness. But the only way that you get there, the only way that that life and that prosperity comes to your life is by being here day in and day out. And then acting upon what you read. You can't just read some words and, and, and oh, I read my Bible, I'm done for the day, and walk away, and, then, and that's it. 
We were just singing a song earlier today that talked about praising the Lord. I think it's from one of the Psalms, like the later Psalms, like 145 or 146. I don't, uh, I don't remember. But I was actually in those passages of Scripture this week. And, and the Psalm basically says, praise the Lord. Praise him with, you know, clashing cymbals. Praise him with a timbrel, with a heart, harp. It, it says, praise the Lord. And I could just read that and say, okay, I'm just going to praise the Lord. Or I could read it and say, I'm going to do what it says, and I'm going to praise the Lord because that is what the word of God is actually telling me to do. And so what I'm asking you or challenging you to be is don't just read the Bible just to read it, but read it to apply it to your life and act on it. So if it says praise the Lord, you praise the Lord. I give glory to God. I exalt you, Lord Jesus, because you are the king, you are the savior, you are the redeemer. There is no one who compares to you. Amen? And actually put those words on your lips and acting and acting out the word of God that you are reading. And you will have life and life in abundance. There won't be anything that can stop you when you take the words that are written on this page and apply it to your life. You'll have strength when you need it. You'll have peace when you need it. You'll have hope when you need it because you are applying the truth of Scripture. Amen? You know, uh, I grew up in a pastor's family. I'm a PK, preacher's kid. And uh, you might think that, you know, my parents, like, enforced uh, me and my brothers to read the Bible. I mean, they are pastors, and for my whole life, they, they've been pastors. But not one day did my parents enforce on me and my brothers to read the Bible. There was no discipline. I wasn't getting a spanking if I didn't read the Bible. It didn't happen. Well, this is to all the parents out there. But what I did see every morning when I woke up, you know, I wake up 7 o'clock to get ready for school. What I saw with my eyes, with my dad and my mom sitting at the kitchen table every morning with their Bibles open, reading the Word of God. And that left a picture in my head, I can see it to this day, of people that are following this model of being in the Word of God on a day in and day out. And so that when I would listen to my dad preach, I knew where the truth was coming from because I saw him live it out. And I want to encourage and challenge every, especially every parent who has kids, young kids, that you lead by example and get into the Word of God on a day in day out. And not just tell your kids to do something, but show them what is life. What is truth? Show them that the word of God is powerful and active. How many uh, of you married couples have arguments with, uh, you know, money with your wife ever, uh, or husband ever, ever happened? No, it never happens? Oh, my goodness. You guys, are, you guys are perfect, I guess. Well, my wife and I were having a discussion about tithing. Ever, uh, that ever happened? How much money we should give? I got to pay for this, and how do I pay for this and give to the church? Right? And so we were having this discussion about, and sometimes, usually when you have a discussion about tithing, it's not how, how can we give more money, it's about how can we give less money. I don't, I don't know about you, but, like, if you're going to have a discussion about more money, yeah, anyways. Um, so we were having this discussion, and my wife literally this week said, hey, uh, this verse popped up on, I don't know if it's uh, the Bible app, right? And it was one of the, like, the verse of the day, and it literally says this. 
There is one who scatters yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. And so, in the discussion, basically this is saying, if I withhold, it leads to poverty, which is kind of seems backwards. But in the kingdom of God, spiritual things yeah, are usually opposite of what we think practically. I tell this story because I want you to know that when you are in the word, God will speak to your life. You might be wondering, I don't hear the voice of God. I don't see what God wants to do in my life. But it is found in the scriptures that he wrote. And if you are in the word of God on a day-to-day basis, whatever issues or, or struggles or whatever's going on, you will find what God wants you to know in scripture. Just like my wife found don't, don't lower the tithe, buddy, right? Right there in Scripture this week. God will speak to you. But you have to be in it. You can't just magically say, God, I want you to speak to me, and then not do your part, right? You know, back in 2009, my wife and I had been married. This is another example. For about six or seven months, we got married in April of 2009, and uh, there was this prophet who would come to our church maybe some of you might know this name his name is dick mills he's gone on to be with the lord and he prophesied something over my wife and i and it's a verse it's right here it's exodus 121 and it says this says that we would have an adequate house so we were living in an apartment you'll have a beautiful house and so he used a, a verse of scripture to speak a prophecy over me and my wife how many years ago? What is that? 13 years ago? I've, I've lost count. And 13 years later, that prophecy has come true. Not because I did anything, but because God did something through his word, right? And that can be you. God can use you either to speak life through the word of God to someone else or to receive life through the word of God because you're in it and reading it for yourself. Bless you. Psalm 119, 105 says this. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Psalm 119, 105. Oh, it's there. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Hebrews 4, 12 says this. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. I'm using these two verses. You need to study the word. So every day you need to be into word reading it, but I want to take it a step further, and you need to study it, understand it. Let it Go deep inside your soul. This well, Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. If you want to know the direction you should be going, you need to know and understand and study the word of God so that you know the direction. Our world pushes us every which way. There's a verse, some verses in Ephesians chapter 4 that talk about not being swayed by whatever wind and wave, whatever doctrine that might come, right? And what we hear in, in our world today, saying this is right and this is not, or over here is okay, but this is not. 
that directly contradicts the word. But you would only know it contradicts the word if you actually knew and understood what the word of God says. And a lot of times, even in the church, we are swayed by what we see on our phones or watch on our TV or the movies we watch or whatever it might be, what people say. And we're scared to make the righteous decision because we don't know what is going to happen to our job or what people might say about us. But the truth perseveres forever. The way the world thinks, the way the enemy thinks, the way everything is going on in our world today will not last. It will all have to come to the knees of Jesus Christ because God and his truth is real. So for us to be able to combat the enemy, to combat what people are saying, we have to understand and know. We have to study the word of God and understand what it is being written and what is being told us to do we can't be swayed by the things of this world we can't be moved to the left and the right just because someone said something i have conversations with my coworkers at work about all kinds of politics spirituality and if i wasn't firm in what i believe because of the word of god i could be swayed left or right right and I even tell them I'm a little extreme in my views because I, what I believe might sound extreme to them because it's not the way the world thinks. But I can only stand firm and stand strong in that belief because I have grown up reading and studying the word of God. I want to say that I'm not even, what I'm saying to you, I'm not even perfect in doing what I'm saying to you. What I'm saying to you this morning is a challenge to me in my own life to become better at studying the word of God. To be someone who, sa who, who, who says, you know what, I'm going to give up these other things in my life so I can know more of Christ and what he wants to speak to me. You know, it says in John chapter 8, I think it's verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall what? Set you free. We all know this verse. But you need to know the truth. And how do you know truth without studying it? Truth just doesn't come from the air randomly <laughs> in whatever place you want it to come from. You have to find the truth, and the truth exists right here in the Word of God. Are you grounded in truth? Are you grounded in the Word of God? My last point, before my last point, put up uh, Psalm 119.11 again. Your Word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Let's all say it together. Your word. Again, your word. Psalm 119.9 basically says the same thing. How, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. The word of God deep inside your mind and your heart can stop you from sinning, literally. But if you don't know it, how can it stop you? The word of God deep inside your heart can free you. But if you don't know it, you won't have freedom. The word of God deep inside your heart can bring life to your brother, your family member, your sister, your coworker. But if you don't know it, how can you give that life? 
You know, the enemy will try and manipulate. Our thoughts will deceive us. People will try and confuse us. The world around us will send messages that are contradictory. How are you going to overcome? How will you persevere? Are you going to do it by luck, by chance? Do you want to leave your life in the hands of others or in the hands of the all-powerful God? You will overcome by the word of God. When it is ingrained in the deepest parts of your soul, when it is imprinted on your heart and your mind, the enemy has no control over you. This world has no power over you. The enemy can't stop you. The enemy can't convince you. You cannot be moved because your foundation is solid. My last point is we need to memorize the word of God. We can't just read it on a day-to-day basis. We can't just study it, but we need to memorize it. You, you might say to yourself, I don't memorize anything. I'm going to say to you, you're wrong. <laughs> About 99 probably percent of us can memorize whatever we put our mind to. Like my wife is amazing with names. I stink. Like I honestly can't remember people's names unless, you know, I interact with them on a daily basis. So forgive me, I might have forgotten your name. Anyways, but my wife is great. And I'm the reverse. I can remember all kinds of technical things. That's why I work on the computers and the media in the back because that comes naturally to me. But if I put effort into memorizing people's names, I could do it. And if someone else put effort into memorizing and learning other things, you can do it because all it really takes is effort. Most things in life you can learn how to do and learn to do well if you put in the requisite effort and time. So God has been speaking to me to memorize passages of Scripture. So I started in Matthew chapter 5. And I want to challenge you to start memorizing Scripture. Because it will not only help your life, but it will help the lives around you. As an example, the prayer of Jabez, 1 Chronicles 4.10 says this, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I might not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Imagine if you memorize this scripture that says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. And you repeated that to yourself each and every day. I think God would do something powerful. We all heard this verse, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What if you met, if you memorize that verse and every time you come into a, a moment of weakness, a moment of struggle, a moment where you don't have the strength to muster up and you say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you keep saying it until it's whatever you're going on, you've overcome. Because the word of God is in you. In the book of Joel, at the end of chapter 2, this verse is repeated in Acts chapter 2 as well. And it says, And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I want to say to you, when you encounter moments of struggle, when you encounter moments where you feel broken or moments where you feel chained or moments where you don't know what to do, this verse says, Call on the name of the Lord. What's the name of our Lord? 
Jesus, and you shall be saved. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus, and you shall be saved. And I firmly believe that if you call out to Jesus, as this verse says, in the midst of whatever is going on, you shall be saved. Because our God answers, and these promises are true. So if you're in a moment of depression, say the name of Jesus, Jesus. If you're in a moment of darkness, say the name of Jesus, Jesus. If you're in a moment of struggle, say the name of Jesus, Jesus. And he will bring deliverance. You shall be saved because the word of God says it. And I encourage every one of you, memorization is so that you can live the life that God has called you to live. Know the word of God and it will set you free. Know the word of God and it will help you overcome. Know the word of God and you will have life. There's a verse I want you to remember today. It's Psalm 119.11. Anybody know? Your word I have hidden in my heart. Then I might not turn it off, take it off. Let's see if they know the verse. Come on, you can take, yeah, take it off. There we go. Your word. All right, let's try it again. Do it again. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Learn it. I started you on a single verse. Continue it in your own life. I challenge you. I might be strong in what I'm saying, but you know what? In life, whether you play sports, whether you build houses, whatever it is that you do, the ones that usually make the most money and are the best are the ones that work the hardest and learn their craft. So your best athlete of all, a basketball player of all time is probably by consensus Michael Jordan. But guess what? He was also the hardest worker because Michael Jordan wasn't the largest wasn't the tallest, wasn't even the strongest, but he put in the most effort, most effort, and he's considered the greatest. The same could be true in any kind of industry. Those that put in the effort are usually the ones that are remembered. So you can, you can memorize scripture. You can be in the word of God on a day-to-day basis. You can study the word. You just have to ask yourself, what am I willing to give up for my future? What am I willing to give up for my family? Are you willing to give up the three hours of whatever shows you watch on a daily basis or the Instagram or or the Facebook or whatever it is? I don't know what it is. In my life, it's sports. I love sports. I, I go to, I, I could watch sports all day, every day, baseball, basketball, you, you name it. Am I willing to give up that which I hold dear in this world that is fun so that I can have life and give life to others? It says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, it says this, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, I'm closing with this, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. You know, true strength is not wanting to do something that you know is right. Wait, I didn't write that right. True strength is when you don't feel like doing something that is right, you emotionally don't feel it. Your mind is telling you not to do it but you still do it because it's the right thing. Or the opposite, true strength is when you're feeling like doing something wrong, anger is welling up inside of you, or it could be any number of things, and choosing because you know the truth and not doing it in that moment. True strength is doing the hardest thing 
not the easy thing. It is easy to give in to sin. How many of you know that? It is easy to just scroll through Instagram or watch a TV show. It is not easy to sit down and go read your Bible and memorize it. I'm telling you the truth. It's not easy. You have to put effort. You can't just randomly do it. But true strength is saying, I will give up that which I hold dear or that which is easy and do something hard because the, my, my life matters, my future matters, this world's future matters, my family matters, and this is the way to life. Amen? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come before you and I thank you for this time. And Lord, I just pray that your word would have life in each and every person in this place. Lord, I know I spoke about uh, memorizing scripture and being in the word daily. And I pray that, Lord, as people leave here today, they would be motivated to open up the word of God on a daily basis and say, yes, I'm going to read it. Yes, I'm going to memorize it. Yes, I'm going to study it. So first, I, I just want to make a call. You might be in this room today and you might say, you know what? I don't read the Bible on a daily basis. And that's something I want to do. Or you might be in this room, this, this one's for me, and you're like, you know what? I, don't, I might read the Bible on a daily basis, verses here and there, but I don't study it. Or you might be in this room and like, I don't spend time memorizing Scripture at all. And if any of those three things you would desire to do, whether it be start reading on a daily basis, start studying it, or start memorizing, or maybe you want to do all three because you're not doing any of them, I just want you to lift up your hands before the Lord and say, that's me. Go ahead and lift up your hands. If, if you are saying, today I want to be a person that reads your word, a person that memorizes scripture, a person that lives studying the word of God, and I just want to pray. Lord Jesus, I pray for each person here this morning that has their hand raised. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would give them the strength to do as you desire them to do. That they, Lord God, would be able to wake up early in the morning or, or take the time out of the middle of their day to spend time in the Word of God. To spend time knowing who you are, knowing your truth, so that they can live it out. Lord, I pray by your spirit you would move in their lives powerfully and mightily so that they can become the people that you've called them to be so that, Lord, they, can't, they won't get distracted, but, Lord, your spirit would speak to their hearts. Lord, hey, it's time. It's time to read a word. It's time to memorize scripture. It's time to find the truth. So, Lord, I pray your strength upon each person. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. Why don't we give the Lord a round of applause?